Hey, foundlings, thank you for tuning into this week's episode. Before you get too indulged in storytelling, we want to give a big heads up because we've heard your pleas. We know that you want more content from us. So on top of our regular release schedule, alternating between SAO and TGC, we have some bonus content for you. We partnered up with three comedians who have never played role-playing games before, and we played a one-shot Pathfinder 2nd Edition's Menace Under Otari. And you can go ahead and find all of that and our live faces on camera over at the Bellhop Productions YouTube channel. So be sure to go check that out. The first episode's live, and I believe there's going to be three of them. So stay tuned so you don't miss a beat. And then there was this portal. It said something about fluctuations and that this portal wasn't stable, and it gave us an option to input a location ID. Then if you don't put in anything, it takes you to an unmarked location. There is no information on it whatsoever. Uh, that doesn't sound right. If we go down this rabbit hole, you're, you're going to be successful at aggravating the people in charge, that's for sure. There will be an upcoming election held, and I think we would find it mutually beneficial if you showed some favor towards my campaign. Just a word of advice. Careful where you tread. So I'm having a hard time following what's going on. You can put it into tiny baby words. Welcome back, foundlings, to another episode of The Odd Campaign. I am your GM and host for this session, this evening, this audio drama, this production, if you would. Uh, my name is Quentin. I'll be your GM, and I'm surrounded by a bunch of other people who you'll be hearing in your ear holes today. Why, hello, foundling. My name is Emily, and today I am playing Snow. She is the leader of the Odd Guild, alongside with her faithful wolf companion, Nachia. Thank you, Nachia. That was a little delayed. We need to work on this. All right, all right. But the bone later. Uh, and he is the king. And then there's also Wilson, who's kind of like in the background really awkwardly. Hi. Yeah. Some, apparently it's evening for us, but I guess when you guys listen to this, it'll be morning. Who knows? Oh, I guess, yeah. Time is subjective. Who knows when it is? Uh, it's time for me to introduce myself. Oh, what a great time. I'm RL, and I play Zana Xerxes Zion with her faithful companion, Alistair. Hi! Alistair Crow. Yeah. He's a crow. Yeah, you weren't really original with that last part. Well, you know, you were intended to be a raven, and it was going to oh. be Edgar Allan Crow. But then that would be inaccurate. And that's like, well, I thought it was way more cheesy, so you're Alistair. That's like a misnomer. That bothers me more. All right, no more sassing me. Hello, I am Jonathan, and I play the character Tama with his uh, companion of a pickle jar. It's great. 
it's Honestly, the, best the best companion. companion. Never backsasses you, I gotta it's say. True. It doesn't it's talk always back. there for you. It like, is. It whenever I need it, it's very reliable. Doesn't leave your side. Does exactly what it I need it to do. Yeah. You you always well, no, you don't always know what you're gonna get from true. the pickle jar. But, but I always want a pickle and I always get a pickle. And you always get a pickle. But the pickle jar has not shown up recently. No. Well, you know, I mean, it's not every episode that your companion has to be the star of the show. We've been risking life and limb. You know, pickles are for celebration. It's true. They are. And sad times. And starts of adventures, too. So. Oh, yeah. So, like, all the time? When, yeah, when, when you're not it? in combat. See, the problem is the last couple episodes, we've been in combat for most of the episodes. So it kind of makes it hard to whip out a pickle in the middle of a combat. Can we make a pickle an improvised weapon? Oh, absolutely. You can, I'll allow you to throw a pickles an improvised weapon. Yeah, you just, just gotta use it for it like, you know, slipping on a banana peel, but it's slipping on a pickle. I would allow it to be used as crossbow <laughs> ammunition. Who put that pickle there? Anywho, uh, last time on the Odd Campaign, our deep divers resurfaced after leaving behind a mysterious portal to an unknown and hazardous location. In desperate need of a rest for both physical and magical regeneration, the group decided to head back to their only safe haven, the Guild Hall. Of course, nothing in this game is simple. So in the process of jumping through the hoops of teleportation that this game has to offer, many noticed, while they were in the great tree Anuxaruk, that they could now access the 20th floor. Head spun, either due to exhaustion, confusion, or some combination of both. Certain members queried all they could before they slept, while others found refuge in the guild hall and just crashed immediately. But at the end of the day, all were comforted by the safety of their surroundings. That was until the next morning, when they were greeted by an unexpected visitor, an individual that they had only heard mention of till now, and one that many assumed was just an NPC of the 15th floor, Camille Lysimus. But there she stood, outside their guild hall, in a location she should neither know of nor be able to traverse to offering thinly-veiled threats with sugar-coated platitudes. Who is this mysterious woman? Why and how does she know about our guild? Why does she care? Does any of this matter and can't we just go on a vacation to Atlantis? Find out this week on the Odd Campaign. I believe that's Black Atlantis to you. I, well, we don't want to, like, I don't see color, okay? We don't need to be putting this stigma on Atlantis. You're colorblind? I also thought this was like the episode we're calling Live by the Carpet, Die by the Carpet. Oh, yeah, that's right. Is this when we live by the carpet, die by the carpet? Because she was going to carpet match. She was going to go on the carpet to meet Dan. That's right. Yeah. I mean, we, we can absolutely live by the carpet and die by the carpet. If that's what you want to go to, you all find yourselves currently in the guild hall immediately after that very strange encounter and after breakfast has wrapped up. It's fairly early in the morning, not quite midday yet. For the last time, Snow, I'm not seducing Den. I told you, you don't have to seduce Den. Get that Den. away from me. I'm not going to wear it. I can seduce Den. It's just, is it, should I wear this one or this one? Oh, what about this one? I, I think that one's fine. Oh, but what about the dinosaur onesie? I feel like that is the peak, peak oh, seduction. Don't I mean, you already have enough men on your tail, Snow? What? You mean? Wilson, you call Draken, babe. I mean, I don't call Draken, babe. Yeah, you do. No, Draken. Oh. oh, sorry, darling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you gotta be very careful with these. You can't just be throwing terms. Yeah, around. they I'm all sorry. have very is, different meanings. Is, is babe somebody else? No, 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 no. But I say it ironically. 
because yeah. we absolutely hate each other. Do they know that? Yes, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't understand where the confusion comes from. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Wilson, do you have no problem with Snow going off seducing another man? Uh, I mean, I'm a little, a little hesitant on, on that. I mean, he is like a 15-foot-tall bird person. And? I don't, I just like... It, listen, I don't think it really matters. This is for the sake of the mission. So, dinosaur onesie, or do I do the unicorn onesie? Oh, if we do the unicorn onesie, we can match. Even though I'm not going. But we could match in spirit. I would say the dinosaur onesie, actually. That's I what I thought. Yeah, if you wear the unicorn one, he might think you're a whole unicorny. Also, I mean, like, dinosaurs are really close to chickens, and chickens are close to birds, so, like, maybe Well, well either way, listen, I don't think this is going to work as well. Makes if, sense, doesn't it, Tama? Wait, if I do this, but hey, listen, I'm willing, I'm rearing to go. Unfortunately, it's too cold to wear the, the belly dancing costume I got, but that is the only reason why we're wearing a onesie. Okay, so let me get this straight. We want to teleport to the top of the mountain, seduce a giant bird. To what end? Poker night. I can get us in on poker night already. Oh, no, you no can. Su- yeah, no seduction needed. No seduction needed. Dude, Den is desperate. And I mean somewhat desperate for my friendship. I don't know. He's laying on a bit thick. So, so seduction then. No, what's the what's the friendship type of seduction? Fraduction? I don't know. I heard something about the mating dance being performed. I, I definitely feel like... Maybe he's seducing he's you. He's trying to seduce you, and you're just friend-zoning him. You know what? I'm okay with that. I will not be romantically available for a while. But he doesn't know that. Is that because you dumped Clyde, like, four months ago? No, that's because it it doesn't have... it. Look, complicated things happen. So it has absolutely nothing to how you ran out on Clyde back at Castle Rimadol? Okay, it has something to do with that. Crystal so we just- can just... Drop comes it for forth and she pulls up a stool. She just has a cup of tea and she's just sipping it. Now I have no idea, but please tell. <laughs> and she just sets it down gingerly. We we can take the time for this. This is uh, uh, a top priority. It uh, well I peak I guess, discussion. Uh, don't care. Don't need to know. And Draken just walks out of the room. Thank God. Meanwhile, the rest of the guild is just looking, waiting. Okay. It's mostly just you and Crystal. That's fine. Tom We're the rest just kind of off in his own little head, kind of thinking about what he needs to do to prepare for whatever they're going to do. So, um, well, well, I guess the guys aren't interested. That's good. Well, so you, you remember in the caves when we fought all the, you know, the seven deadly sins? And there was lust, I'm assuming? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, see, I got tempted at the time. By Solomon? No, oh, by man. lust. Oh, I, I don't know. My willpower just gave out, and I, I came, and I signed a contract with her. Uh-huh. And do you know what I have to do to break that contract? I believe that I can't romantically pursue anybody, or else it might give lust a claim to my soul again. But we defeated them. Or did we? Crystal, you weren't there. What? I, I, I'm just saying, like, maybe it was like a, a metaphysical manifestation of a, of a greater concept in this reality. That's, you know, I'm basing it. You know how the queen, there's the queen, she defeated one of them, didn't she? No. And she can never. I don't remember her defeating. I think, I think she um, let it into her body yeah, where it exactly. lives. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. not defeating. It's like 
Well, she em- made a deal. Em- embracing. Yeah. With envy. Uh-huh. Coexisting. Kind of like I made a deal with lust. When I signed that, it gave her a, a, a claim to my soul. I don't know what that means, you know, technologically wise. But in those few months I was gone, I lost myself. With, you know, uh, <sighs> look, I don't want to say that I went hold around. But I found many people who were interested in me. And after a lot of that, I found out it was meaningless. And now I really don't want to meaninglessly flirt anymore. Especially when I realized it could really hurt some people. But like, if we're messing with Den, I'm okay with that. I'm not. I'm not gonna actually flirt with so, him, but I'm gonna, you know, so let him. So, yeah. Seduce Den. Okay, I'm not gonna seduce him, but if she's he's just gonna lead him on with absolutely like no potential payoff, yeah, and just have sounds... him be emotionally invested and just carpet pull. And a yeah. quick question. Now, 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 lust means is a bit deeper, but but isn't the main concern if you're going after other people? Like, like you want them, but you can't have them. Like, isn't that the real issue? Um, what if you're pursuing a relationship wholeheartedly and Snow's like getting really into this conversation? Zana is also interested in the conversation, although she doesn't know what will happen. And there's a philosophical conversation that goes on for I don't know how long. What if you offered him my homemade pizza with anchovies? Dear God, where do you keep coming from? What do you mean, the hole in the wall? And you see that there is like multiple holes in the wall but they seem far too small for like any person to fit through Mm. they're like little tiny mouse holes well um this was a do do you have a tea time card oh absolutely i'm an honorary member and he holds up a black tea time card i thought these were limited edition only allowed to the females of the sao and whoever i I don't know what to tell you he drank a potion one time and and he looked pretty feminine to me it was very disturbing and i wouldn't really call it attractive but like technically speaking we gave sal a tea time card that was for different reasons I'm confused. I don't know anymore. I thought we could just hand him out to whoever we thought could join Tea Time, but that's beside the point. So, I thought Tea Time was sacred. Uh, as as Tama once said, it's time to live by the carpet and die by the carpet. All right, Zana, let's get this party started. All right. So, am I basically just convincing him to let us go to poker? I mean, if you won't, I will. And she starts putting on the dinosaur onesie. No, 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 no I, th- I think I got it. I think I think we're cool. Oh, but I still kind of, I'm, I'm just wearing this. You can wear, nobody's telling you you can't. You're the guild leader. And she presses the button and makes it roar. And she does this like as she's walking around. Ah! So, um, Crystal, uh, when, when did we acquire the, the grit, the grot? Hmm? What, what the is what? he? The what? Oh, the grundle? Yeah, the grundle. Oh, um. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, definitely since after you left, before you came back, but not too much before. He's probably, probably about a month ago. I, I I just, I don't know. I don't know. It could be the popping up out of nowhere. It could have been a lazy eye. It could have been his, I, I, I don't know, something, something about him. I mean, he's not wrong. He eventually does grow in you like a toe fungus. Wow. I don't know. I like him. He fits right in. He's definitely odd. Yeah, that's what we thought. He was actually a door-to-door salesman. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, you know what? I don't have a hard time believing that. All right. Well, when you're ready to go, I will meet you by uh, the tree of an of a nuke, Saruk, and, and we can figure things out from there. Meanwhile, well said. What? 
A nuke's a nuke. See you there. Bye. We're right, like, now? She's gone. Teleport. Gone. Now? You can't just, like, keep teleporting mid-sentence like this. Zana walks over to Tama and taps him on the shoulder. Up. Hey, buddy, you expressed an interest for us to let you know when we're teleporting before we do it, we're going to the tree. I would appreciate that. And then Wilson just teleports to the tree. Um, I think we're going to um, produce Den. I'm not quite sure. Well, uh, I don't know what that is, but I uh, I very much appreciate you letting me know before you just disappear. It's, it's very helpful. Well, you did communicate it as an issue, so. Well, yes, you, you almost died the one time, so. Dude, yeah. I almost die like twice a week. See, we're in a game that literally is designed for yes. you to die. Yes, but uh, if you communicate more, maybe that twice a week can go down to like once a week. Oh, trying to suck the fun out of my life, huh? It'd just be half less dangerous. Well, either way, we're going to the tree. See you. And she teleports to the tree. Tama also teleports. Uh, and everyone, uh, the four of you at the very least, appear right down at the base of the tree of the Nuxaruk. So, uh, Snow. Snow? No one told Draken. He'll figure this out. Draken's got better things to do, like sip his espresso. Plus he has that tracker, so. Um, so do you want to go to floor 20, Snow? I mean, not, I mean, that that is part of the goal, but also getting access to the next floor for other players, finding location, and actually directing people there is kind of my, uh, my priority. Well, I'm good to go to Poconite with Melville. I'm just saying I have all of these potions of speak with animal for, like, nothing if we don't do that. I mean, I guess I could just go out in the woods one day and, I mean, you know. They don't have an expiration date. Look, what if I'm carrying around, like, 15 potions of speak with animal. So if we do my plan, then you'll use them. Okay. Good with this. That's I'm so what confused. I said. I'm, I'm very lost. Doesn't she have like a magical bag of holding where like she just yeah. like could like summon things at will and doesn't really yeah. have to care about organization? Isn't that also what like the in game inventory is like? Yeah, exactly. Except yeah. I think the bag of holding, she doesn't feel weight yeah, at I all. I don't understand uh-huh. why like having 15 potions is a problem. It's it's more of just like, you know, I went out of my way to buy them, and I feel like if I don't use them, and they're going to waste. I mean, you could talk to that squirrel over there. Looks a little mangy, though. Uh, I see it kind of, like, scratching its, like, face with its hind paw and just glaring at you. Zada shudders. You know, Snow, that's not funny. You know how I feel about squirrels. And how you feel about birds, squirrels. What? I like birds. I, I remember there was a distinct conversation about you hating birds, too. No, 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 no. Pigeons? No. Well... Pigeons are just the rats of the sky. Fish. Fish. I don't hate fish. I just hate some fish. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, well, I'm heading up to floor 15. Um, we're walking with you. Yeah, you, you. I'm walking into the door. I'm letting you know where I'm going. I would open the door before you walk into it. Okay. Huh. I, I see what you did there. Don't walk into a door. I, I didn't get it. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Well, and you all eventually make your way into the tree, up the stairs to the 15th floor portal, and entering into the Winter Wonderland, which seems to be perpetually coating this floor. Oh, gosh, it's cold. I, we always forget that part. Yeah. You have some resistance to the elements, man. 
I, I mean, yeah, like if I packed a jacket or like a parka, maybe. Do you not have a jacket? You knew we were coming here. Well, listen, we go a lot of places. Don't you still have them in your inventory or did you put them away well, at the That's what I'm hall? saying. I gotta, gotta, gotta go through and there's things here. Hey, Tama, do you ever wear like anything else other than your little monk garb and that jar of pickles? Uh, no. Do you want to wear something else other than that monk garb? Uh, well, it's very functional. It's kind of built for my, like, activities that I do, so nothing else is really going to help as well as this does. I mean... It's very breathable. It's very, uh, flexible. It's it's just really good for monk stuff. Mm-hmm. Monk stuff. All right, so mountaintop, anybody? Mountain. You know, I believe we have it as a teleportable location. Yeah. Before anyone else does, Wilson teleports this time. Zada touches Tama's arm again. We're going to teleport now, buddy. Yes, well, uh, wait, you already told me that. Good job. How far out is Anuksruk from the the city? The city? Uh-huh. Aravaldum? Aravaldum? Like a good hundred miles. It's a hundred miles. Yeah. Okay. No, there there's a forest, an entire mountainscape, and then like a lowland kind of like barren tundra area, and then you hit the city. Okay, I was just trying to determine uh, distance with walkie. Oh, absolutely not. What about mountain to Airbeldum? Mm-hmm. There is a good day and a half by foot travel from the mountain to the city. The only reason why you guys were able to get there so quickly is I believe you were picked up by the train when you originally came through this area. All right. So, um, yeah. Snow was checking this before teleporting to the mountaintop. You are, you, unfortunately, your walkie does not get any... Uh, it's just static. And all of a sudden, pixelate up at the top of the mountain. It's not Friday, right? Um, it is Friday. Oh. It's poker night. It's earlier in the day, though. You said it's around noonish. Yep. Yep, you're still about midday. Everyone roll a perception check for me. 24. 19. 32. Okay. Zana Zion, you see that it appears to be very cloudy off in the distance in the general direction of Aravaldum. Tama, you can more particularly see that these are not just any clouds, but rather these appear to be storm clouds. It seems to actually be flashes of lightning off in the distance. And snow. Not only can you see storm clouds off in the distance, lightning bolts striking through, but you swear you see thin objects shooting up into the clouds and then hurtling back down to Earth. Cloud that's over um, Airveldum? Over by Airveldum. It's good like 10 miles away. The snow kind of mutters, is Den okay? Um, he uh, did say he had some sort of beef with the city. Yeah, but it looks like they're shooting at him. Or he's he's shooting at them. Wait, what, what do you mean? How can you see that far away? I I'm can an make elf. A, what do your elf eyes see? My elf eyes see the the lightning, which I'm assuming is his stuff, because he's okay. Thunderbird yeah, guy. That makes sense. Yeah, sure. And it looks like the city is shooting giant poles at him. Oh my gosh, they they're pole vaulting at him. This could be bad. Despite the music that's playing in the background, man, this game's ambiance is, like, like misplaced. Very, very, very nice right now. Yeah. Very very serene. Very nice right here. Yeah, I agree, Tom. This is a great place to meditate. Um, so, uh, just gonna let Den die. 
Well, I, I mean, what, we could just wait here for him to get back. We don't even know if, if that even necessarily is anything to do with him. Oh, heck. What if you miss this poker night with Melville? Well, that would be bad now. That, that would be bad, but I we'll don't know what we're supposed place. to do. There, there's nothing we can do from this distance, and I don't think we can stop Air Veldum without us getting attacked. Ah, uh, I know. We get a bunch of explosives. That's as far as I got so far. Oh, wait. One, two... Are we... Are we missing someone? Oh, lover number one. Oh, uh, oh yeah, Draken's not here. I can message I was, him. It's fine. I was noticing a lack of angst. The snow will send him a brief message. Hey, we're over at the mountaintop. Uh, looks like something's going down in Aravelldom, though, with Den. Wait, you're, you're where? We're at the mountain. The, the Queen's Mountain? No, no, no. Like, we, we teleported to Nuxruk, and then we teleported to Den's Mountain. And you're just now telling me. Well, yeah. <sighs> Zana messes Draken. Hey, friend. Crap's about to go down. What? What, what, what do people mean about this? What? What is that? I said a zoomed-in, a bad zoomed-in blurry picture of Aerofeltum. Are we trying to do, like, ink blot tests on my mental health here? Like, what What? what am I looking at? Nah, homie, uh, Dan's attacking Aravaldum, and they are attacking him. You know, vice versa. I actually don't know who's attacking who, but, um, looks like, uh, something's going down. I, I can barely see it, if we're being honest. That's what Snow says. Give me five minutes. Oh, uh, and with that, uh, you cease to get any responses from him. But you do hear the crackling of thunder... And the booming sounds as they reach the mountaintop, off in the distance. So, I mean, I'm kind of rooting for him a little bit, you know? Death, I mean. Well, yes, but we don't have to take out the entire city. Otherwise, the floor has no uh, uh, cities that we know of. Uh, there's that port town? Um, it looked kind of run down. Like, it wouldn't be super helpful for adventurers. Well, I mean... Oh, shoot. Puaz is right there. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh. You don't think Puaz is going to get caught in the crossfire, do you? What if they don't know that Den is Den? What if they think he's some side of boss? Ah, that's probably true. Okay, um, you two stay here. I think, Wilson? Well, yeah? You and I will teleport to Aravaldum. See if we can find out what's going on. You want to split the party? I don't know what else to do. Uh, we could be sitting here waiting the like for an hour. I don't know if Den's okay. I also don't know if Puaz is okay. I don't care about Erveldum. There are children though who like ice cream. That's all I remember for about that. But that is there's a lot of concerns here. Well, but we've already used our teleport to the mountain, which means we'd have to wait 24 hours to teleport back. Okay, listen. I said it was an option. Unless you want to try and climb the mountain again. Oh, but yeah, that took know, some time. It takes like three days. Yeah. Wait, didn't it take you longer than three days? We're going to talk about how long it takes people on average and specific individuals, okay? All I know is that we would be able to rest and teleport again before we could actually reasonably climb back up the mountain. Yeah, but that's okay. I mean, we can always meet up in other places. No, well, I mean, I guess, but I mean, we wouldn't be able to reconvene here before poker night. You guys wouldn't. Sure, but like... What if you're just sitting here on a mountaintop for seven hours? We can also see if Draken wants to go. He seems to have a better idea of... And we can wait here for Draken. Because he isn't teleported there here yet, so he can still have that. <sighs> I, 
I agree with Snow. I think you guys should go and assess the situation. We can hang back and wait for Draken. Oh, I was suggesting that we send Draken to Aravelto. Yes. Oh, dude. He has connections there. I mean, I guess so. I mean, Snow, is there any reason why we specifically have to go to Aravelto? Fine, yeah, fine, you start good. A revolution? Good God, guys. Doesn't Camille know, like, who you are, where you live, all that jazz? I don't think that matters right now. Fine, I'll just message Draken. Hey, Draken, don't come to the mountaintop. Go to Aerveldum instead and see if you can find out what's going on. Send. And you hear a doodloop? Well, it's a little late for that now, isn't it? Well, uh, Well, hi, friend. What? Does no one use forethought when they are messaging individuals about, you can't, I I said give me five minutes. All of a sudden you just want to change my direction? Um, I don't know. Okay, why why are we going to Aerveldum now? Look. Oh, well... They're missing terribly. And you, you see as he actually has, has pulled out um, some sort of binoculars. I mean, I guess it's kind of cloudy. Hard to see what they're shooting at. Yeah. Though he is a big target. Is there like a way we can call him back? With our voices? Ka-ka! Ka-ka! Roll a diplomacy check. <laughs> His woman's calling. This actually could be pretty good. 29. You see as a few golden eagles actually fly down to, to where you are on the mountaintop. They kind of just fluff their wings in. Uh, I don't remember how Den communicates with you guys, and I'm not quite sure if it's telepathic, uh, but we son, think he's in trouble. Why don't you, you, you have potions. Oh my gosh, you're totally right. Yeah. She reaches into her bag and drinks one of the potions of speak with animal. Okay. Um, hello, eagles. Do you remember me? And and you see one of the tiny ones kind of like hops for it. Oh, hello. Oh, hi. Hi. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, that's good. Yeah, no, it's great. Gosh, you're adorable. Oh, thank We're you. We're all standing on the side watching as Zana's like, ah, ah. Yeah, and you just hear her crying. Ah. Uh, uh, we think Den's in danger. Oh, oh, that'd be bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be pretty bad. We need to get him back here or oh. else he's going to miss poker night with Melville. Oh, no, he don't, he, he wouldn't want to do that. You... I know he has a lot of birds. Uh, yeah. You guys want to send reinforcements? Um, well. Or did he tell he, you not he, to go yeah, over he here? He told to us to not, like, because we could get, like, hit in the crossfire. Uh, uh, hundreds of us have already died. Yeah, they're, they're actively poaching us. That, that's awful. Well, I don't think they'll have time to poach when, um, you know, there's another bigger, bigger target. Well, that they're... yeah, but they, they do kill us on sight. Along with bears and snakes and They're... deer and owls and whales. Where's your parents? Where's my, my what? Uh, I mean, is there like an older bird I can talk to? Oh. That maybe knows more about what's going on? Um, well, I mean, I could call my, my second grandfather once removed in law. What about, you said golden eagles showed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I talk to one of them? Uh, well, uh, I mean, they, they don't really speak too well. Huh. Uh, I mean, hey, you can get your Gregory, you can, you can give it a go. Hello, Gregory. Hello. Oh, that looks painful. Oh, yeah. Vocal cords in like squawking. It's kind of weird. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, you're, you're understanding my squawks. You do understand that, right? Yeah, it looks like everybody's like covering their ears. Maybe you can you can. No, yeah, they right. don't really like the sound. I, I got shot in the throat once. It's very gravelly. Wilson, I'm debating on just leaving because of this horrible sound. Oh. Oh. Uh, well, uh, back to you, babe. Uh, uh, baby? Baby little? 
Baby oh, bird? I'm like 27. 27? Yeah, well, you know, bird voices. I don't know what it sounds like to you. I'm just kind what of like chirping along. It's like a freaking... Like... I thought you said the small one pops up. <laughs> yeah, the small one of golden eagles. These things have like a six-foot wingspan. This yeah. thing's like bigger than a dog. Oh, I have been imagining the wrong thing. <laughs> um, well... While this conversation's going on, can any of you carry one of us? Uh, um, I mean, you, you can grab us by the arm and and maybe either fly us toward Melville. You guys, you guys have gone with Den to the yeah, poker night, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, wait, no, no, we don't go to poker night. No, no, no. We're told not to come. He, he says he needs his his alone time, you know, with his friends, hmm. a little time to decompress. Um. While this conversation's going on, uh, Thomas sits down, pulls out his pickle jar, grabs a pickle out. Hey, hey, hey Paul, you, you, got a, you got a spare one? Yeah, Thomas offers one to Wilson. Let's go! Alright, time to pull it up. Let's see what we get. We always have one for you, friend. Snow, this, this conversation is getting us nowhere. Thomas, uh, the pickle you pull out for yourself, it seems to be coated in a thin and very slippery, oily film. It doesn't seem very appetizing. Thomas sniffs it. It doesn't really particularly have an odor, but it feels like kind of congealed and slimy, but also like very slick and hard to hold on to. He breaks it in half first if he can. Um, as you're trying to break it in half, it feels like it's almost frictionless and your hand just keeps slipping off. It's very hard to apply force to this pickle. <laughs> I roll a wild magic table and it just says, this object is greased. <laughs> So the pickle's coated in grease. Thomas just puts it in his bag. <laughs> okay, you just have a greasy pickle sliding around. He's like, oh, I'll just maybe throw it on the ground some other time. <laughs> sure, maybe sure, get sure. Yeah. All right, so Zana, the birds aren't helpful? Uh, no, not really. They just say, uh, he says not to go over there, and they can't even take us to poker night because they don't know where to go. Apparently, they've never been invited. What did Wilson get, by the way? Oh, oh, uh, are pickles supposed to be jelly filled? <laughs> and he pours out the insides, and it's kind of slow and viscous, and it is very clearly a crimson red color. Uh, um, I think these pickles were a big miss. Like, yeah, not, not, not the best ones we've had. You, you want one? I'll wait. <sighs> Here, maybe yours will be better than ours. Not great. Dragon, do you want to come with me to Erveldum and check things out? Uh, do you buy any of the pickle? Oh, yeah. You see as you hear Snow's voice as she's asking Drake and something, but it sounds to slow down. You just hear, would you like to come to Erveldum? Oh my gosh, there's cocaine in this pickle. And to everyone else, she is talking very quickly. She sounds like a chipmunk. <laughs> Uh, are, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> well, uh, I guess I, uh, pickle jars, probably old pickles, haven't used in a while. Uh, maybe the pickle jar is upset with you, because you have enough attention. Sorry. That's how it pats this pickle jar. <laughs> Do I get a response from Draken? Um, yeah, I mean, sure. You, you want to check on what's going on with Den? Absolutely. Okay, I mean, I, I can tell you it's probably not good, um... Sure. Uh, do we want to let the rest... Hey, you no, know, no, that's very good. We're going to let the rest of the group know where we're going and where we're going to meet up before we go anywhere. Okay, 
Guys, we are going to head to Air Veldum. We will not be back here because we can't teleport here. Meet us at Anuxaruk. Or the port town? We can't teleport back to Anuxaruk. Why not? Did we teleport to Anuxaruk today? No, we stepped out of Anuxaruk from the other side. We haven't used the 15th floor as Anuxaruk yet. Sure, whatever then. Uh, okay. And you teleport. Juxtaposed to the calm, quiet, and serene mountaintop, you are thrown into chaos. Sirens blaring everywhere, thunder strikes, and you hear the screams of guards and the civilians all mixed in. You uh, teleport, and you're actually just right outside, effectively, the main gate, because that's where teleporting to Ereveldum takes you, and you're back on that long, snowy road with Puaz to your right-hand side and the city directly in front of you. And you can now much clearly see the storm clouds overhead, and you see that fixed atop the walls of Ereveldum, they have giant ballistas, which are shooting metal rods. Uh... The point of these is twofold, as you can tell. One, it is to potentially strike the creature, but also they're being used to conduct the electricity that he would shoot at them to be able to redirect his attacks as well. There are sirens wailing. And one last thing you notice is you hear your walkie. Snow, are you in the area? Uh, Snow picks up her walkie. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, we've got a wee bit of a problem. Yeah, you don't say. Uh, what's going on exactly? Oh, uh, how do I put this? Ah, uh, the city has decided that they are going to more or less try and wipe out all the nature spirits. And the players on majority have agreed with them as they've been a nuisance. This is actually one of the first times I've seen the players in the city agree on anything. Normally they're at each other's throats due to the restrictions, but apparently a number of players have been mysteriously dying what? They've been going missing. Uh, some died of poison, others burn marks, others electric wounds. Uh, and all of these bodies have been presented by the, the Erveldium government. And they're trying to say that it's nature spirit. The players are right. They've decided to join up forces. Uh, and, uh, more dire. That sounds like a complete setup. I know these creatures, they would not do that. I... <sighs> okay. Let me see what I can do on my end with the players. There's a lot of issues going on right now, um, but I will say something else you should be aware of. Camille moved down to floor 10 earlier and threatened our guild. Are, are you sure about that? She's been here all day. No, she came to us and threatened our guild. Uh, she didn't use the tree, I'll tell you that much. Uh, certainly strange. How do you know she didn't use the tree? I was told by my butler. Um, you know, slow things down a little bit here. Or I would touch this on the other floor, all right? Why, why would you... Uh, oh, oh, all right. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. No, no, all right. You, you, you're on me at like three in the morning, <laughs> raving on about a portal to another plane of existence. I had about like five hours of sleep, and there's lightning strikes everywhere. There's going to be a vote today. A vote? On what? Uh, an emergency meeting by the High Council has been charged. Um, Is it about Camille trying to uh, take over things and uh, uh, trying to basically take over all of Erveldum? Because that sounds... that might be what, what's going on. She has actually been what is known as the champion of the people. She was trying to get all the players allowed to vote. 
And now that they are somewhat more of a democracy and they're being, they are going to be voting for um, a prime minister to take care of things while we are in a state of emergency. God dang it. Okay. Let me contact my guild members. Do you have a plan? What are you trying to do? Stop the players from uniting with Erveldum, at least. I don't know if it'll be that easy to convince them unless you can bring some damning evidence about Camille Lassimus. Uh, 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 all I have is guild clout, and that's it. Uh, no, no offense to you and your guild, but while you are known, uh, you're not particularly revered. Oh, well. What's that supposed to mean? Excuse? Okay, hold on. I'll deal with this later. Hold on one second. Snow sends a message to the uh, rest of the party up on the mountain, notifying them of the situation in a more summarized statement. The players in Ereveldum are potentially uniting to attempt to wipe out the rest of the nature spirits. This is concerning for a number of reasons, but also Camille Lassimus, I don't know if you remember, but she came down talking about wanting our support. She's trying to take over Ereveldum as well. We need to stop this. Uh, yes, uh, that is concerning. Do you want us to come there? or still stick with the plan of trying to go to the uh, Melville's poker night. I don't know if we're going to get to Melville's poker night if Den is killed. Well, uh, it's true. But, uh, from what Den was saying, he, he never misses poker night. He could if he dies. Yes, but my point is maybe he would retreat out of the attack, realizing what time it is for poker night. I have no idea. But what I do know is that currently we have another crisis creeping up on us. And if we don't address it, we are going to have a huge problem in the future. We might just have to make ourselves enemies of Ereveldum. Uh, I thought we already were enemies. Not big enough yet. Oh, okay. I can make it enemies. Go ahead, uh, Snow. Also, if you could for me, roll a perception check. Okay. 23. It's hard to hear anything over the sirens or the high-pitched screaming and also the thunderous squawking of an eagle overhead. You swear you hear something almost metallic gears turning. And all of a sudden, Draken yells, and you feel as a force slams into you. Get down! He tackles you out of the way, but almost immediately after this occurs, you see as a giant metal rod impacts deep into the ground, right where you were standing. I, I look in the direction it came from. And you can see that there was ballista trained right at your location. With a flash of lightning, you can vaguely make out a silhouette, but nothing more. How far away is this? I mean, you're right at the base of the entrance, so it'd only be a good, like, 60 feet away. Uh, maybe 100. It's a little bit further down the wall. So it's about 100 feet away, tops. It's 100 feet away. How high? I'm calculating that in. All right. So, um, Snow draws her rapier, mm -hmm. and she runs in the direction of this ballista before light stepping up and attempting to land using the lightning as a guide, I guess. You light step your way all the way to the top of the, uh, the, the tower walls, and you're almost right next to the ballista, which just fired at you. And you see, running away from the current location, an individual all dressed in black, with a black hat, goggles on, a mask, and a standard black cape blowing as he's running away. The outfit looks very similar to the individuals you saw earlier this morning. But they're only probably like 20 feet away from you at this point. Can I attempt to cast Charm Person? Yes, you can go ahead and attempt to charm them. Okay, they get a will save? Yes. 
What is it? 14. Same? 14? Oh, well. Maybe I'm used to Pathfinder 2nd Edition numbers, but that, that feels small. Um, what are you intending to do with this truck? Are you trying to get them to stop running away? Yeah, essentially. But okay. it, charming them basically would make them as a trusted friend and ally, which means that they probably would stop running in fear. You feel as if your charm was successful and that the spell went through, but for some reason they don't seem to have slowed down. God dang it. Okay. They're only 20 feet away. Only about, or at this point, are probably about 30. A light step in front of them. You blink right in front of them and you can see, they seem almost panicked, jolted by the situation, the settings. You can see that they're wearing what appears to be like almost like a gas mask with goggles and a, and a tube which goes down under their cloak and black hat. Um, she says, hey, friend, what's going on? What What's wrong? You see as the individual winces in pain and kind of doubles over and starts grabbing at their head, rearing back in anguish. And eventually they kind of just rip the gas mask off their face. You can see this young man. He seems to be in anguish and struggling. It hurts. Make it stop. Make what stop? What's going on? Oh, my head. She's in my head. I can get sleep. That's all I can. Uh, what would you like to do? Uh, okay. Um, she'll say, all right, all right. Just relax. Sleep. And I'll I'll cast sleep. What's the, uh... Fourteen. Fourteen? Okay. No! Get out of my head! Stop! He kind of pushes you away. Do I recognize this person at all? Seems completely unfamiliar to you. Does he seem like an NPC? I mean, there's nothing that would indicate that he's a player. Roll a perception check. Okay. Twenty. It's very faint, but you swear you can hear a very high-pitched ringing coming from his direction. And you see as he's kind of pounding at the back of his skull with his fist. At his skull or the, like the helmet that he's wearing? Well, he, he took off the gas mask. He's wearing a hat, but he's pounding at like the base of his skull, right where your head connects to your neck. Could I begin a bardic performance of counter song? You can certainly try to. Okay, I would do so. 18. You sing a melodic tune, but it gets drowned out under the thunder and the screams. This high-pitched ringing only amplifies, and as it does, so does the screaming terror of this individual before you. Okay, I got nothing else, I hope you understand. Uh, I'll just message my group and be like, maybe we are already enemies of Erveldum. It's your choice whether or not you want to come here, but the help would certainly be appreciated. Oh, shoot, does that mean we have to go? (sighs) Guess so. Zana pulls out her daggers and twirls them around. All right, it's been a while since a proper brawl. No, it's been yesterday. Yeah, that's a while. Uh, okay. And I guess both of us teleport. Oh, we're, what? We're enemies in state? What's going on? Uh, and he just kind of sees that you teleport and he teleports with you. You're at the base of the city walls, right? The main entrance of the city with Puas to your right and the city in front of you. Uh, meanwhile, you guys kind of see that uh, Draken is like Spider-Man climbing up the walls right now, kind of hurriedly, and he's kind of just like looking over further down, uh, kind of in the direction of Puaz, but along the walls, and you can see snow standing atop, and you swear you can hear off in the distance the screaming of an individual, but it is very distinctly not snow. Meanwhile, snow, he's doubled over in pain, currently on his knees, but... And I switch forms. Um, that would take a full round. Yeah. Okay, you can do that. Okay, she um, performs her chant and switches to Aurora form. As you come out of your transformation, 
You see this individual on their knees, looking up at you, tears in their eyes, streaming down their face, and they whisper, I'm sorry. And he lunges at you to attack. Uh, he whiffs terribly, as it seems as he has this dagger and slices directly at your stomach, but isn't even able to connect in any sizable way. Nachia, still down below. <sighs> Nachia, get up here. You feel almost step out from the shadow of your robe, and a giant wolf appears by your side, and you just hear in positive affirmation, Yes. Meanwhile, on the opposite side of this individual, you actually also see that Draken has climbed to the top of the wall, and you can see somewhat down below the rest of your party has joined. All right, um, I think you guys would like to do. What is going on here? I'm not quite sure. I guess we have to get to the top of the wall. Oh, so easy. Yeah, let me just, like, pull out my magic carpet. Or, like, climb like a spider. Or magically teleport. Oh, wait! All I have is a horse and a stick! Hey, do you want to climb like a spider? I can cast spider climb on you. (sighs) No, I'll I'll hop on the carpet. All right, uh, Tama does not, again, does not trust the carpet and just uses dimension door and teleports up there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you teleport 40 feet up there, and the carpet is flying over uh, to the top of the wall. Both of you get up there, and you do see this individual dressed in all black, currently holding a dagger, slashing over towards snow. Um, I would like to attempt to cast Remove Curse on this individual. First for me, on Arcana check. 29. As you look into the arcane nature of what might be before you, you realize that there might be nothing arcane present with where you are. It's the city of technology, not magic. And you never associated a high-pitched ringing with any sort of spell before. Perhaps this is something completely mechanical. Hey, Dragon, you might want to remove whatever is in the back of his head. How do you expect me to do that? And you see him, like, knock an arrow as he's got it trained on the individual. Don't shoot the man. He needs a doctor, damn it. Am I there? You fly your carpet up. Uh, and Tommy, you are now firmly standing on the top of this wall. Zana has her daggers out. Something need to be removed? His head? For the love of God, everyone, please listen. Stop. Do not kill this man. Since when do you love God? I thought that was Galahad. So we need to uh, restrain him. Yes. Exactly that. Okay. Uh, Tama runs up to him and tries to trip him. 31. Oh, yeah, you, you, you run up and you just, like, soccer slide tackle this man. His legs fall flat out from under him, and he just, uh, the flat of his back just makes contact with this solid metal wall. You hear a solid thud. He is knocked completely prone. Xanaxarxi uh, Zion, is there anything you would like to do with your turn? You're just eagerly waiting. You don't know what to do. You want to stabby something, but you don't know what to stabby. Yeah, I have my, ha- I have my swords in my hands. Yeah, pretty I'll much. I'll recharge. All good stuff. I walk next to snow. Mm-hmm. What do we need to do with this guy? There's something in the back of his head. It's causing him to act abnormal. Oh, well, uh, Tama, hold him still. I can take a look. I, uh, I have a pretty all right disabled device. I think it might require a heel check. Please just look at it before you do anything. Well, then you're going to have to check his heels because I'm looking at his head. Um, if you would like for me, um, he doesn't take any action to stand up. In fact, all he does is once again grasp at the basis of his skull constantly pounding against it screaming in pain and he seems to be objecting to something no i don't want to don't make me oh, we need to move quick i have like tools right oh uh, yeah i mean do you does your inventory say you do 
Did you pick them up? Yes. Okay. Then you snap them. Okay. <laughs> I take a look at, at the back of his head where he's grasping. While Tama holds him. I held him down yet. I'm waiting for you to hold him. I it, you it, can go it ahead hasn't roll. gotten back to my turn uh, yet. Snow, is there it? anything you would like to do real quick? Can I attempt to roll a perception and then a heal check? Sure. What, what are you trying to do with the heal check? Perception to see if I can see it mm-hmm. and heal to see that if it is a safe place to remove it or if this could kill the guy potentially. Mm, sure. How close would you get to the individual? As close as I need to. Okay. He's on the ground. I will go over and stand. I will squat. I, I will squat myself. Before Tama sure. has him hold down? Yes. 13 on my perception. I'm in Aurora form. My yeah. perception's yeah, not yeah. good in this form. 28 for heal. You squat down, and as you do, this individual kind of lashes out at you with their dagger. You can catch a faint glimpse right at the base of their skull. You swear you see a surgical scar. It's very faint, but whatever it is, is not external, but has been internally implanted. God dang it. Okay. Tama, grab him. Tama's turn again now. Yeah, you can grab him if you want. 32. 100%. He's smothered. Uh, 31. Oh, yeah. In a swift series of movements, you have ran all the way across this wall, slide tackled this individual, and with a giant thud, he lands. You kind of just roll over, and you just constrict him so none of his limbs could possibly move. Arms, legs, all on lock. And you even actually managed to get him in like kind of like a full Nelson, so you kind of stabilize his head slightly as well. All right. Let me see that. So, can I roll perception? Um, yes. So, I'm going to need a perception, then a heal, and then a disabled device, if all three of these go successfully. So, one at a time. Perception, not crit, but a total of 33. You 100% see the surgical scar right at the base of his skull where he's pounding. Tom is holding his head very still. You can see it's a very small, it's only around about like an inch, maybe an inch and a half long right at the base, but it's actually a horizontal. Oh, great. All right, heal check. Heal check. I don't have a good heal. You take your dagger and you plunge it into his brain. (laughs) Eight. Eight total? Eight heal check. Unsure exactly what to do and also really not having the proper tools for the job you take your dagger of black sands and you just do a very thick slice right at the base of his skull and he screams out in pain uh, ah what are you doing Stop! i'm getting it out i'm getting it out Sada, what the hell oh look i don't want to do this either I, oh god no! Stop! wait he's saying don't make me i tried to disable a device yeah roll the same device can i see that is there a device in there Ooh. I don't like that. I don't like the way... Probably got negatives now that it's... 19! Disabled device. You're fumbling around at the base of this man's skull. Oh, oh it's bloody. Blood trickling in. You can't get a clear look of it. You swear you're clipping and coming in contact with something metal, but you're not quite sure what it is, and you can't quite pull it out. And before you do, Tama, you actually feel the individual's entire body like lurch quite suddenly. And I need you all to roll a perception check. Okay. Uh, Either he's gonna explode. 14. Okay. 22. 26. Zana and Tama, you hear as this individual whispers, Vivat Lassimas. I jump back. And then suddenly his mouth starts foaming. And he starts suddenly seizing. And as you're working with the metal device before, you're able to fully pull it out, you actually see a spark and a slight flame and smoke starts rising from the base of this man's skull. Uh, guys, 
I think you might blow. Man bomb! Is he dead? Uh, you can roll a heal check, but I will say, Tama, you feel a limp and lifeless body in your arms. Uh, that doesn't bode well. 30 on my heal check. Oh, I am literally made for this. Um, you're kind of pulling some of your previous knowledge, and you definitely believe that this was some sort of suicide capsule, which induced a seizure. Do I have the device? Was I able to get it out? Um, you said you, there was a little smoke as I pulled it out? Uh, there was smoke at the base of his skull. You were unsuccessful in pulling it out. Uh, you could try, I guess, another disabled device to, to try it again. How much is the smoke? Very small, minute amount. It's actually a lot of it's being like brushed away by the wind and the rain. Okay, I'm gonna try and get the device out. Okay. It's lower than my last roll. Oh, 17. You're, you're fishing around in the base of a dead man's skull right now for some unknown metallic object, which at this point is completely fried. Would I have been able to remove it at least with a heal of 30? Uh, your heal check was determined whether or not the individual was dead, not to remove the device. I- I'll say at this point, though, you kind of like push Zana out of the way, out, out of frustration. You-, you bring in all of your nursing school knowledge. You kind of go in and you're able to pull out this very, very small metallic device. But it seems dented, slightly mangled, but also completely fried, whatever electronic equipment was in this. I cast raised out on the man. I had one diamond. Um, so you cast, you attempt to cast Raise Dead on him? You can restore a creature that's been dead for no longer than one day per caster level. Okay. In addition, the subject soul must be free and willing to return. If the subject soul is not willing to return, the spell does not work. Therefore, a subject that once returned receives no saving throw. Wait, say that again? A soul that once returned receives no saving throw? Yeah. Okay, what's the saving throw? It says none. See text. Oh, so it's, it's just... Complete. Okay, you know, uh, you you attempt to cast the spell. The spell fails. He's free. <laughs> he doesn't want to come back to this miserable reality. Are you serious? Or are you just pulling me? No, his soul does not wish to come back to this body. And you can feel. You actually, within your aurora form, your ties to death. You can feel that this soul is resistant to being forced back into this plane of existence. And he wants absolutely no part with this reality. That's it. So, what the hell just happened? Anyone? Well, uh, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, but I don't think I killed him. I will say that. I, I did not you kill him. You stabbed a man in the back of the skull. She raises her hands up. They're my, covered in blood. <laughs> my hands Look, his blood is not on my hands. Uh, a very poor choice of words, Zana. She and wipes you. her face. Uh, oh, oh, dang it. Uh... Oh, does everybody have a voice tablet? The snow's hands, also covered in blood, holding onto this metallic device. She's just staring down at it in silence. You got it? Dude, I was fishing around for ages with that. She does not respond. She's sitting and looking at her hands, covered in blood. What? What is it? You know what it is? Snow? Snow? Are you okay? Not now, Zana. Zana takes a step back towards uh, Tama and the others. Away, Snow. She closes her hand around this item, and she's just silent for a long time until she kind of stands up and she takes her hand and she puts it on Nichia's fur 
and just leaves a blood streak across his fur as she pets him. Donna wipes her hands off and helps him. All of a sudden, you can make a perception check if you want. 32. Cool. Uh, 33, nat crit. Why am I only nat critting on my perception check? Good stuff. 11. Hmm. Snow, you were almost instantaneously deafened by a loud boom. Everyone else. It shakes the very core of your being that you can kind of turn around to see the direction of this. And you can see affixed to the top of the central building in the main city of Ereveldum, there seems to be some absolutely massive cannon. And you see as a giant hole is just plunged and separates the clouds and the storm. And the storm begins to fade. Where's Den? Where's the bird? What happened to the bird? Where's the bird? Where's Big Bird? Is he in the sky? Is he on the ground? There's no Den in the sky. I look around the ground. There's no Den on the ground. No Den bird or no Den? No Den, period. Anywhere. No. No, 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 no. Where? Where did he go? He was just there. Did they get him? Uh, I don't know. I also don't know what that just was. It's obviously some sort of big cannon. Well, yeah, yeah, I understand. Use for a big bird. Now, where's our big bird? Uh, do, do you see him anywhere? I don't. I know. Snow actually walks over and she attempts to pick the body up of this man and throw him over the back of Nichia. Okay, you're able to do so. Uh, what's your what's your strength in this form, actually? Wait, hold up. Two mod. Two mod? Yeah, you're fine. Um, do 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 we need the corpse? Are we are we in the business of taking dead bodies? Snow picks up the walkie. I think I found some of your proof, Stefan. Oh, we do need the corpse. And as all of this is happening, you hear the sirens of alarm begin to die down, but a speaker system that turns on. And you hear an unfortunately recently familiar voice. Fret not, citizens, all is well. The city of Erveldum has been re-secured. And it is very... Obviously, the voice of Camille Lacinus coming over the speaker system. Please feel free to return to your daily requirements and return to business as usual. And remember, a vote for Lacinus is a vote for prosperity. So, um, we're taking the corpse. Are we doing something with it? Are we giving it a proper burial? Said we needed as evidence. Got eyes to keep that corpse on? We're gonna need ice. Zana, we're in essentially the Arctic. I don't think we need ice. We're surrounded by it. Oh, would you look at that? Yeah. Uh, how are we getting down off the, the wall? Well, I know how I'm getting down. Vamanos. Oh, okay. Can I? You wanna hitch a ride? Tama doesn't trust the carpet, but you would be able to fit. Just a little glide down. I don't, you know, if you were less, if you if you were less, I would be more likely to say yes. If I was less, just, what? Just, just less. If I was less, what? You're like up here. I really, I just really appreciate if the energy was like down here. Oh, yeah. No, uh, you know, joking is how I deal with trauma. So like. Fair enough. And he just kind of like saunters onto the carpet. Snow walks over to the edge of the wall and just jumps off. Okay. Acrobatics. Sure, roll. 21. Roll a perception check. 21. As you go to land with Tumble, you feel as your acrobatics would have been sufficient, but because it's such a long drop, it would have only mitigated damage. But as you are mid-plummet, you actually feel as your descent is supernaturally slowed. And um, 
you kind of hear an achoo uh, from up top on the wall. Uh, and everyone else you can kind of see is like Drake and like dabs to, as he sneezes, but you see like a little bit of magic like shoot out Why his fingertips. Magic dust? I'm right. surprised he didn't take me up on my carpet, you know, but I'm glad you're here, Wilson. Oh, I mean, maybe he didn't because he knew I had no other way of getting down other than this carpet. Well, how did you get up there? On your carpet! Exactly. I, I don't, I just, conversations with you hurt my head. But yeah, no, Tama, Tama just jumped down. He has slow fall, so. Hurt. Yep. You, you slowly fall. Dragon, not appreciate it. I'm trying to land faster. No, what you're trying to do is get yourself unnecessarily injured. I have 123 HP. Okay, and we just saw a giant sky cannon, which eradicated an entire storm. Wait. Someone tried to shoot you with a 10-foot-long metal rod shot from a ballista. They did? And you're trying to say that you want to take, what, probably mean average, like 18 damage for nothing? I would have mitigated most of it. Anyway, do I get a response back from Stefan? are a bit hectic right now. What is it that you have? I have a dead body and an implant. Ah, well, I got to say, not the least conspicuous thing you've ever done. Um, discreetly make your way to the bunker. I cannot meet you right now. I could meet you sometime tomorrow. All right, we just put a cloak around the body and act like it's our drunk friend while we go into the inn, you know? Can you meet us at... The base of the mountain. Den's mountain. Sure, tomorrow. Sure, that's fine. All right, I'll meet you there. The snow begins making her way in the direction where she thinks the mountain is. Oh, you're just taking the dead body there? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so you hop off this wall. Everyone manages to get down in one way or another using their own particular skill sets. And you just kind of begin walking off into the tundra. I follow her with my carpet. I don't get off, but I let, yeah. I let obviously, sure. Wilson wants to go back on her source. At this point, it is early in the afternoon, but by the time you reach the mountain, it is leaning more so towards the evening. The sun is almost ready to set, and you do see a number of eagles flying above head at the top of the mountain. Dan, are you up there? About a minute passes, but eventually you do see a gigantic figure comes swooping down the mountainside at a breakneck pace, and then very suddenly stop as it kicks up a storm of snow all around you. Oh! Hello, guys! How you doing? Ben! You're hey. okay! Oh, yeah, why wouldn't I be? Oh! Well, I th- we thought we saw you over the city, and then... What? We- that wasn't you? No, I, I haven't been over Eveldom. Uh, well, where uh, have you been? We were at the top of your mountain like an hour ago. Oh, well, you know, I was out, like, um, foraging to get some some snacks um, for tonight's, tonight's game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Spe- speaking of that, um, well, we can I sense motive? Sure. I like how Dan will see actually, us. Actually, I would also. Yeah, if you want, if you want to sense motive, go for it. Sixteen. Oh, sure. That this is a bad dice. This is naughty dice. I don't like this dice anymore. She keeps rolling low, and I hate her. Twenty-seven. Zana, do you want to tell me your total? No. Don't. Okay. Well, then I will give you and Snow the same amount of information. You are unsure, but he sounds confident in himself. Tama, he's irrefutably telling the truth. He I, was I got the same as Tama. Nowhere near the city. Um, Snow, even with her own sense of she kind of immediately just says, are they faking attacks on their city now? Oh my gosh. That would be really smart, yeah. Except for the fact... Oh. I mean, just the fact that they can 
summon a uh, lightning storm like that. Pretty crazy. Well, you know, weather control isn't outside the realm of probability with a town like that. It's a lot of resources wasted, too. Like all those rods, they probably were... How long do you think that was going on for? How many rods do you think they shot? Don't you think they, like, get the rods back? They're not going anywhere. Are they going out and collecting the rods while they're shooting? Dude, I don't know. Anyway, uh, besides the point, Dad. So this is all just a plot to get Camille Lucimus elected into a seat of power in Ereveldum, then? And to kill all the spirits. And to kill us, apparently. Um, And all other animals. You know, you you guys talk a lot, uh, generally in my presence. You zoom by a lot of things. Um, I did just, however, notice the the slightest mention of killing all the spirits. uh, We're pretty sure that's what their goal might be. Right, Tama? Yes, uh, we have been told that uh, the city has rallied with a lot of the players to uh, try and eventually kill spirits. Yeah. Which, which means you, and obviously we got yeah, your back, yeah. bro. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I have no idea. Um, okay, okay. Wait. So I we're, we're, we could... we're trying to find a way to stop it. We um, might be able to warn Melville, you know? Uh, well, Dan, in, in summation, no, yeah. there was an air quote attack on mm-hmm. the city just now that, sure. where they were emulating your attacks on the city. Oh, excuse me? Yes, your your little thunder and lightning storms well, you yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, very like, cute, you know. Thunder and lightning, mighty yeah. and powerful bird. Very, very frightening. Ha, yeah. Galileo. Galileo. Beelzebub has the devil put aside. No, we already fought him. No, Den, Ereveldum apparently has, as Thomas said, made a plot to wipe out the spirit animals. The globogluks. I mean, uh, the, the, the Evershay, what, what was it called? But they're killing players, people like us, to get them on their side. Uh, uh, well, um, oh, I can't say I've been... You keeping... don't go around frying people randomly. No, no, why would I... That's tr- absolutely atrocious. Yes, well, I was trying to resurrect this guy to figure out some things, oh, and she gestures oh, to the dead body bit, on the wolf. Bit of corpse there. It's a little, little yeah. unsettling. Yeah, see yeah. The, 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 the mark at the base of the neck? There was a thing there. Zana a giant bird just like kind of hobbles over to this like tiny medium human and just starts like getting his eye really, really close. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Now I've got great vision. Now I can see there was something in there. It, there was. Now there isn't. Now I can see it's not there. Great vision. <laughs> anyway, we came back because we were very worried about you dead. They had a oh. giant cannon. Yeah, what? we thought you... I I mean, I may have gotten a little worried at the end there uh, when they shot the cannon and oh, I didn't see oh, you up you, there. You got worried? <laughs> a, well, you know, I wouldn't want their dastardly plans to come to light. So, yeah, I was a bit worried. Oh, well, how how nice. Um, You know, I'm fine, so... Yeah, it's a relief. Nothing to worry about. Uh, Still right here, and he just kind of nudges you with his big bird wing. Oh. You know, Dan, I feel like she would appreciate the human form more. Oh, oh, wait. Um, I thought... That's uh, more relatable. Again, you, you guys move really, really fast. And I gotta say, it's like three people are talking to me all at once, and I'm only one person trying to, like, juggle all this information. One um, third person. I heard you mention that you wanted to come to Pokenine? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I figured we could we could tag along, brought some snacks from this morning, no. raided the kitchen. You brought snacks? Yeah. I, I have pickles. Yeah, Tom has pickles. He always got them thing on him. Yeah. Um, do you have a chest I could put this body in? 
excuse like, me? Like, like oh. an ice tomb or something? No! Um, no! We'll just, we'll just, and he just lifts it off the wolf with his talon and just places it in the snow and with one of his wings <laughs> just covers it up in the snow. Yeah, that, honestly, that's I'm going much to better. Lose it. The, we're going to lose this man's body. Okay. He just you know flies what? over to a nearby tree rips it up out of the ground and just shoves it upside down next to where the corpse is. Oh, that's a good marker. That's a bit... It's a, it's a little, little um, obvious, but... No, right. no one comes around, eh? Besides, you know. who, who would be looking for a body in a pile of snow? Honestly, who would be looking for a body? Even if they found it, what would they do with it? So, this man, he can't be a player, right? The body? Yeah. I didn't see anything that said he was. Did he have aim tag? Um, wait, I uh, didn't see anything that said he was. Anyway, wait, we're getting one. off topic. Really, <laughs> really great conversation. Um, if you all are going to be coming with me to Poker Night, we, we are on a little bit of a time crunch. I mean, I, I've still got to carry the, the, the berries over. Then I will have you know. I can help you carry your berries. She pulls out the onesie once again. I was preparing myself for Poker Night. You know... <laughs> you're such a creative individual. <laughs> um... You know, uh... This is my favorite outfit. Shut up. A, a, a seller's gonna love it. Don't worry. Um, and, and he's like, all right, I'll be right back. And he just flies up to the top of the mountain. I, uh... I get myself on my carpet, and I ready myself to... I'm either gonna have him drag the carpet, you know, behind him, and we can sit on it, or, like, you know, something, something. And uh, a few minutes passed, and you see him barreling down the mountainside once again. But this time, he is carrying, like giant bushes in either talon and you flies down and you see his, he, he he stops right before you and he's got just entire entire bushes of berries oh that's what you meant by berries creative oh yeah i mean i just like, had uh, they, they only grow in a specific climate so it's kind of hard to find but like you know you just pick pick them up and you, you know i went berry picking can i put my carpet on your bush oh um you know, if if that's what <laughs> I mean, like, I'll you would rest. like to do. No, I mean, like, I'm going to put, like, my carpet in between your bushes so we have somewhere to ah. sit. Because we can't travel as fast as you. I mean, you're you're Certainly not. Yeah, no. Um, it, it, What I can do... Let me think. How am I going to carry all of you and my berries? <laughs> I don't leave, Zana, you have a bag of holding. I don't want to leave the berries behind. Can I? No, no, no. no. We're but, not but leaving the, the berries put behind. Put the berries in your bag of holding. I can't. Dude, she moves her cape, and you see the bag of holding is situated on her back. Do you think this can fit over a bush? Yes. Uh, well, what? It can? Just take the berries off the bush and put them in the bag and... But the berries on the bush is the whole thing about the presentation. Oh, oh no, it's just, I didn't really have the time to, like, pick them off. Also, oh. like, I don't have, like, the thumbs. I it's thought like, it was... you want you... me to, like, claw them all? It's not going to work. Yeah. You, just, just, you don't have... You have opposable thumbs when you're on the other four. We haven't seen your gorgeous white hair in a long time. Join us down here. He has, what? He has gorgeous white feathers. Those are good enough for me. See? I, I like the cut of edge. All right. So, um, here. How about this? Um, if you all could help me pick these berries real quick. We'll throw them in a bag and carry some of you's, and uh, some of you can ride on the back. Yeah, all right. Sounds good. All right. I get to ride on the back of an eagle. It's going to be like Lord of the... Oh, Lord of the Necklaces? Onion rings. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to so, talk about the Squire of the Squares. Maybe. Z- Zana will start picking the berries. Sure, sure. So are you going to gonna help us pick these berries, or you are going to stay in that bird form? Uh, everyone just go ahead and roll the survival check for me real quick. Oh, fine. All right. I guess, I, I guess I'll help out. 
I have no survival in this character's form. 11. Neither do I, but I rolled a 20. Oh, wow. I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna switch forms and try Wait, again. The have... snow just like keeps getting like- Wait, Aurora if... keeps like pricking her hand on something. 24. 24? Okay, cool. You pick berries. You pick. You actually pick berries better than Zana. Congratulations, Zana. You still pick berries very adequately. However, <laughs> uh, Draken seems to like very be haphazardly. He's like messaging people with one hand and picking berries with another, just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Meanwhile, Den and Wilson have turned this into a competition, and they are both like speed picking berries, and and you just hear like both of them are somehow like in the one hundreds of like berry picking. They have two massive piles. Well, that's why Snow went to like a, her regular form because she can pick berries faster. She's competing too. Your your pile is what a third the size of either of theirs. No, yeah. okay, she's mad. Yeah. She's, she's angry. You're getting like really competitive about this, but you see that you, you are completely eclipsed. Snow, Snow, we can combine our berry piles together. No, 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 no that's cheating. Ah. Um, and after about five minutes, you have managed to pick all the berries off this bush, and you have, like, bushels of berries. Uh, and they all just get dumped into the bag of the holding. And I hope it gets none of my stuff sticky. I'm not quite sure how this thing works. And after a little while, Den turns back into bird form, and he's like, All right, everybody, are we ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready. Poker night! <gasps> Eagles. Flying eagles on the backs of wings. Birds. Exciting. Um, unfortunately, Snow, I don't know if you caught it. No. His words were very specific. <laughs> he said he would carry all of you in his claws, and only Zana gets to ride on his back. So he picks Zana up with his beak and puts you on his shoulders. Meanwhile, he just kind of grabs everyone else with his talons and starts flying off. <laughs> all right. You know what? That's fine. It's more like... At the end of Lord of the Onion Rings. Squire of the Squares. Snow, oh. you're mixing your movies up. And interestingly, you find that you are flying almost directly into the setting sun. And as you're kind of like staring in the direction, it gets brighter and brighter and brighter until eventually you feel almost a wave of energy rush over you. And you're no longer on the horizon, but rather you're in a fantastical liminal space where there does not seem to be ground or sky, but there seems to be beautiful stars all around you. There's a large platform in the center. There are six pedestals, five of which are occupied, and you all are dropped off uh, in the center large platform, and Den then goes and purchases himself on the sixth platform. And he speaks up loud for all to hear. Ah, welcome everybody. Ah, Pokenite! And you see all of the nature spirits. Towering creatures. Gargantuan. 30 to 40 foot tall. There is the Gallumkete, the ice whale, which you finally see. He seems to be swimming in air. As if gravity doesn't really affect him here. And he's very natural in his habitat. You see Den. The Fulgur Orn, the Thunderbird. You see a large, rune-carved, flaming bear. You see a deer with antlers of white outstretching. But instead of any type of fur cloak, it seems almost radiant, like the Aurora Borealis itself. A dark, shrouded owl and a coiled snake. And I think that is where we're going to end it for this week's episode of The Odd Campaign. Oh. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Poker Night.
Thank you, foundlings, for tuning into this week's episode of The Odd Campaign. I hope you had a great time and enjoyed yourselves. And if you did, please let us know by leaving us a like, rating, or review on whatever podcast, listening app, or platform you're currently using. The interaction goes a long way to boost and let other people know and find our podcast. If you liked it so much, go out of your way and share it with someone you know. Spread the word, spread the good love, and spread the enjoyment of tabletop role-playing games. If you wanted to let us know what your favorite part of this episode was, please feel free to reach out to us on our socials. So you can find us at RollFound on Instagram or Twitter. Or if you want to chat with us directly in voice comms, you could do so by joining our perfectly free Discord server down down in the link tree description below. You can find all of our links for our socials, Discord, Patreon, the whole nine yards down there. Special shout out and thank you for uh, the people who make these episodes possible. All of my wonderful players, the wonderful editors, but also the people who supply us with music and ambiance. So thank you to Michael Gelfi and Monument Studios for letting us use your music and ambiance during today's episode. And I hope you guys continue to stay tuned with us as we continue our adventures next next week on The Odd Campaign. Bye! Bye.